Hello, and welcome back to Suck My Fanfic. If this is your first time listening, hello. Um, we are a, a, a podcast on the internets where we rate, review, talk about fan fiction, as well as mostly everything pop culture. Um, our, our, our faves, I guess mine would be, uh, my, my fave things would be, uh, I guess, uh, comic books, uh, the Dune book series, and, um, uh, I don't know, learning. I don't know, that's, that's lame. I'll come up with something better later. Learning and, fandom? Dude, the uh, learning fandom learning community hell yeah. is actually really kind of problematic, um, if you really yeah. get into the, the dark, the dark bits of it. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm Alex. I'm Alex. Um, I uh, am very pretentious, and I believe my personality is very off-putting. So luckily, I'm um, weighed, uh, outweighed by uh, Ryan's inviting uh, personality and how nice he is. So my co-host is Ryan. Hello, Ryan. What are your interests? My my interests. Um, my interests. You know, my interests. Um... You know what my interest was recently? Is I got a hankering for Bang Bang Shrimp. Have you ever been to Bonefish Grill? Oh my fuck. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so Bang Bang Shrimp. Like sweet, hot, spicy, delicious like sauce that is put on breaded uh, deep fried shrimp at Bonefish mm-hmm. Grill. Fine establishment. And I recently found out there's one up here where I live in New Jersey. Which will tell oh, you, fuck, really? will tell you something else about my interests, which are uh, cabbage and, and, you know, spray tans and acrylic <laughs> nails. Um, and uh, occasionally um, punching women in hot tubs when you're drunk. Absolutely. Uh, occasionally. <laughs> um, but I, found out there is a, um, I found out there is a bonefish grill. And um, on Wednesdays, Bang Bang Shrimp is $7. Today is Wednesday. Um and my tactic, because I don't want to go by myself, because I'm insecure. Another one of the things I like, my interests, is being yep. insecure. Um, yep. So I just, I, I got on, I, I booted up the old Tinder machine. I just power swiped for like two hours. And all of my matches, I just invited them to go. I said, let's go, let's do it. I put out a mass uh, mass message, mass invite, and I got no responses. So <laughs> later today, booth for one reserved in the corner of the Sequakas bonefish grill where i'll be having bang bang shrimp for one if you want to join me because this isn't live or anything please come and come and uh i'll, I'll buy you around see my tactic is to order to go and then eat at home and i don't feel as lonely well here's the thing to get there i have to take two buses and one of the buses goes into new york and then back out and then i have to like walk jesus christ so yeah i'm, I'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna spread out when i get there i'm gonna yeah, kick yeah, my no, feet up i would be there for a few hours <laughs> yeah i'm gonna bring like my my ipad and i'm gonna like watch movies i'm gonna really really uh settle um, uh, at the uh, bonefish good and for seven bucks, I'm buying three bang bang shrimps. I'm getting bang 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 shrimp. Oh yeah, well that was the idea is that whoever I was going to take was going to pay for me. I was going to pull the old. Oh, ah, I got my uh, I forgot my wallet. Can I um fuck my I, wallet? Oh. Can I just hit you on Venmo and then just never see him again? Ghost him entirely. I like that. Yeah, that's smart. That's sort of like uh, hookup culture, but like hookup culture for food. It's bang, I'm very it, interested. It in is this. bang bang culture. It's bang bang. It's culture. bang bang go. Hell yeah. Interesting. So that's what you like. So yes, that's that's a little bit about us, which basically tells you nothing about us, but here you go. And if you're returning, welcome back. What's good? Thanks for joining us again. This is uh, an important episode. Uh, it's episode 4.2.0. So 4.20. Hell yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's episode 42. 
Interesting. Do you want to know who was born on April 20th, Ryan? Wasn't it like Hitler? Hitler was born on 420. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a what a joyous holiday. Jeez, that's a rough Sometimes look. yeah, sometimes history like has a sense of humor, I feel like, and that's one of the times. Where it's like it's like, you know, worst dictator, mass murderer in history almost. But born on four twenty. What is the origin of four twenty? Isn't that Bob Marley's birthday? Isn't that why we celebrate four twenty as it is? I was told it was a thing that started with a bunch of college students in like the 70s or something Mm -hmm. where the only time they all had free during the day to smoke was at 420, like in between classes. Mm -hmm. So they would like meet up on like the quad and like smoke a joint and then go to class or like, you know, go to whatever they have to do. Hmm. Sorry. Excuse my typey fingers. I'm going to do a little research. Yeah. No, Bob, Bob Marley was born on February 6th. So it was not. Definitely not Bob Marley's birthday. Definitely that's not. just that's what I was told. I will say I've never partaken in the devil's lettuce, so I really don't know. Well, once um, you smoke it, that's when it comes to you. That's when the knowledge, yeah. Yep, jump to origins in 1971. Five high school students, Steve Capper, Dave Reddix, Jeffrey Knoll, Larry Schwartz, and Mark Gravich, also known as the Grav. No, I'm just Hell kidding. yeah, the Grav. Yeah, it's 420. Wow, just five dudes. Can you imagine that? Like, you so know, all the dumb stuff. I did this thing. I did this thing in high school. Me and my buddy every Wednesday, again Wednesday, topical. We would get, um, yeah. we would get. They were called like Nutra Grain bars. That was them. Yeah. And I used to call it Nutra Bar Wens Grain. What if that became like the four twenty level meme that it is today? That's like the same thing. I'm a fan. I I used to. Um, I had some some shirts in high school that had frockets, you know, front pockets. Yep. And um, I also had these friends at lunch who, like, every day their parents packed them almonds. Why are, you, why are your parents still packing lunch in high school? Whatever. Their parents would pack them almonds, but they never wanted them. So they'd give them to me, and I'd put them in my, my frocket. So I called them frolmans. And um, I would just walk around school, like, picking almonds out of my pocket and eating them, but, like, hoping nobody noticed. I would really like frolmans to catch on. I'm just throwing that out there. Does everyone have their own personal 420 that just never – and th- this guy, these guys, like, it just took off for them? I think so, yeah. Um, and I just want to—I just want to say I was wrong with one bit. It was high school instead of college. But you know, I'm sort of like one of those gems that when the apocalypse inevitably hits, like maybe you want me for like cultural purposes to like remember these special things. <laughs> wait, wait is it, they had a chosen hangout spot outside the school. It was—it was located on a treasure map that they made. These guys—it must have just been like, oh wow, there goes those stoners like to their wall. I was about to say, these guys are stoner stoners. <laughs> it was like <laughs> brick and mortar stoners. It was like a yearbook story. It was like, and this is the the, the infamous five at their smoke spot on 420. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine these having kooky that boys always smoking pot. Wow. That's crazy. That yeah. really made me believe like anything's possible. Like, I feel like amazing now. Yeah. You know, those like really, really shallow, like uh, life help things are like, if you can dream it, you can fucking do it. That's what I feel like with 420. Yeah. It's like they really dreamt it, and they really did it. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow, I hope so. you're listening to this on 420, whoever you are. Hell yeah. Listener. That would be, dang, that would be deep. I'll tell, the, I'll tell Drinkopedia, who has a, a, a Smokopedia episode, I think it's what it's called, um, they can advertise for us. They should call it Dankopedia. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Dankopedia. Yeah, that's, uh, we're definitely going to charge them for that one. They've got to become uh, premium yeah, no. patrons for that one. If you're trying to protect me during the zombie uh, zombie apocalypse, I'm, I'm going to start charging you for stuff for this knowledge. This big brain of mine. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, well, sick. That wasn't even the opening topic, which, again, if you're new here, something we normally do as an opening topic, wasn't even it. That was just us uh, shooting the shit. So already, it's quite fun, right? And that was shooting um, the shit, brought to you by Geico. The the real opening topic is very timely. It, it, you know, this won't be dated. As, you know, basically as soon as we put the episode out, because there's a delay between when we post and when we record. But Ryan, uh, oh, another thing, if you're new here, that you to know about me, I live in Florida. And Ryan lives in um, the aforementioned cabbage. kingdom of New yeah. Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we used to live uh, near each other two separate times, but uh, no longer. Maybe soon. We'll see. And um, it's cold as fuck here, dude. Yeah, no, like, I've, heard, it, I've heard it's legitimately cold. Like wind chill. It's legitimately cold as fuck cold. here. Yeah, yeah. Iguanas are falling out of trees, mm-hmm. um, which really shows you it's fucked. This is, the, this is the big way to know that it's cold. Disney shut down the parks, bro. The water parks. Oh, really? Blizzard Beach. Dude, Disney Typhoon operates Lagoon. rain or shine. They're open on Christmas. They think the mouse is more important than Santa Claus and like wow. world peace. Wow. That and is they close their fucking parks. Yeah, that was always yeah, the dude. best time of year to go to like Typhoon Lagoon was in the oh, dead of absolutely. winter. You know, it's crazy you say that because here in the like the New Jersey, New York area, Two weeks ago, it was like sixty-seven degrees, and it wasn't iguanas falling out of trees. It was it was white girls and Uggs. They were falling out of uh, out of apartment buildings because they couldn't <laughs> out handle. of their Han Solo jackets. Yeah, it was. Um, it just goes to show that you know the indigenous animals are not holding up to the to the climate well. Mm-mm, no, um, yeah, I I went out yesterday and did a bunch of stuff, and then I came back in, and my my roommate was was sitting here chilling, and it was cold as fuck inside my apartment. And I walk over to the thermostat, and it says 60. Bro, what the fuck? I look at him, and I go, dude, what's going on? He's like, he's like, yeah, it's cold. He's sitting there, like, sh- like literally physically shivering. And I'm like, turn on the fucking heat. And he goes, oh, but I didn't want to, like, burn the dust. I'm like, that's normal. Turn on the fucking heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So um, it's cold as fuck here. I'm very surprised. Uh, it's not normally cold here. I'm gonna. You ready? I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit you with that that conservative joke. You ready? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, this Thanks, is every global year. warming. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there we go, folks. How can how can the climate be changing? It's cold right now. Don't you know? <laughs> go outside. It's cold. Liberals. <laughs> Did, I, uh, I actually. Um, I actually looked it up. The uh, where I'm from, the Tampa Bay area, the average temperature this year was almost three degrees higher than normal. Yeah, um, as far as the cold goes, for in my hometown, which is literally a two-hour drive south of where I currently live, it's ten degrees warmer there. Why do we have such a weird climate here? What I don't the know. fuck? I don't know. It's great though. I love it. I love it. And I oh yeah. It. I, when I moved up here originally, I swore to people. I was like, "Yo, Gainesville's a different climate." And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. And it is. You fuck you. It's totally different. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. It's, it's ridiculously hot in the summer. And uh, some of the coldest days of my entire life were mornings in Gainesville. Like, the unbelievable cold. Oh, absolutely. There was literally one morning where I, like, I woke up and I saw everyone's, like, snap stories and everyone on, like, Twitter and shit. And they're like, oh, my God, it snowed this morning. And I'm like, oh, sick. I'm a lazy piece of shit. Slept through that. But it snowed. Mm. What? Wow. Why is it snowing in Florida? That's amazing. We're not that close to the border. You know what I mean? Like, Gainesville's nope. relatively close to the border, but not close. Nah, it's smacked out there. So is that your opening topic? Was the weather? That literally was it, was the weather. <laughs> it was the weather in uh, Jersey. Is it and, ass? And, and, yeah, well, it, it, was, it snowed the other day, so it's supposed. It's where it's supposed to be, but it was, like, blazing hot earlier. So 
I'm uh, I'm as confused as an iguana in a Han Solo jacket wearing Uggs. I do not know what to do. <laughs> um, but okay, both I'm, of them are scaly hey, and slimy and will break your heart. It's a very woke of our podcast to be talking about talking about the weather because you know you know Australia is burning and everything. So it, it it goes to show it's such a it's such a it's such an issue that's even our fan fiction podcast is talking mm-hmm. about climate change. And that was weather brought to you by Mountain Dew. Do the do. Hell yeah. Do the fucking do, dude. Hey, world's going to end soon. Might as well do the do. Or more like, hey, you got to save the planet so there's more time to do the do. You can't do the do when, the, when you're underwater. No, I feel like Mountain Dew would like take the take on it of like, yo, you're going to die in 12 years. You might as well fuck up your kidneys because you won't have to experience the long-term effects. Do the fucking do. Ingest that red-yellow and get those extra XP points on Call of Duty because you're not going to play it for that much longer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, that was an opening topic. I decided to talk about the weather, which is something we've never done on this podcast, so we're always breaking new boundaries. That's groundbreaking, which is going to fit in with my uh, idea. I did tease that I have an idea, which will make this yes. unlike uh, other podcasts that we've done. Oh, God, I'm I'm so excited and so titillated. What are we doing? It's apt, and I do think this episode should be um, episode 42.0, because I would like okay. it to be the first in a trilogy. Oh, I would like to do a trilogy because, and I told you I read a bunch right before we got on air, my eyes feel like bleeding. I read a 36,000 word fan fiction, which obviously is much, much too long to uh, to do in one go, in one mega-sode, if you will. Uh, maybe if you become yep. a patron on Patreon, we will, we will stitch them together and give you one mega-episode. But okay. I was reading this. And as I was reading this, sleep-deprived, I realized it's got a perfect three-act structure. And I think I could divide it up into three episodes, if you will, and uh, we could present it that way. Okay, so what is... Uh, I'm excited. What is it? This, and I, and this is one that I've, I've heard about. It's, it's, it's quite famous. Big Titty Boat Girls? No, no. And it's, um, Damn it's, it. a, it's a crack fic. It is... Um, it is known as the most addictive story online, and it is the ultimate Sonic story about high school. It is oh. called Sonic oh. High School, the critically acclaimed series. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, before you start, um, I just want to plug the, the guest spot we did on Drinkipedia. Um, I know this is the second time I've referenced them, so they really need to start paying us, but... On their sh- their show, we guest hosted for them. They guest hosted for us. Well, two of the three of them did. Um, but you know, their whole format is they drink, or one of them drinks, and ex- you know, teaches the other two something that they pulled out of a hat. And uh, I very foolishly got drunk at eleven forty five a.m. and decided. And I mean, I got way worse after you left my apartment. By the way, like I got way worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, anyways. Uh, I I drunk drunk explained uh fan fiction and Sonic Chew right. which is the the Sonic Pikachu mashup. So this is not our first time delving into Sonic, but as soon as the words came out of your mouth, the syllables hit my ears, I had a flashback to being drunk and sitting on my couch and watching High School Musical 1 <laughs> and tweeting about it. So um it's excuse me if I'm not black and white flashback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but I'm I'm excited. Let's let's fucking let's just jump right into this. Okay, so this is the critically acclaimed series, Sonic High School. Um, 
high school. You can that find is a that in it, in itself is a fan fiction trope. Is like so and so high school. Yeah, and I think that that's also what it's it's kind of going after, which I think is great. We'll see. Um, okay, this is I by, like that. This is cerebral. Uh, exactly. Um, you can find it on fanfiction.net. This is by Dark Doom Firemaster. And what I really like about this fanfiction is it's obviously a crack fic, but it, it puts in these like lines that are just kind of like, oh, that's actually kind of makes you think. That's kind of nice. So I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm going to summarize each uh, chapter, including obviously my favorite lines and cherry picking it and forming the story how I like it. So, uh, you know, if you have issue with that, put it in a chat. This is your fan fiction of the fan fiction. The world's yours. We're just living in it. That is correct. So here we go. Um, episode one, A New Hope of Sonic High School. Chapter one. Sonic's Journal. A New Hope. Oh, God. <laughs> Sonic's Journal. No, that's what I'm calling it. Sonic's Journal is chapter one. Oh, okay. Um, so it begins with Sonic waking up. It is seven o'clock. He is late, but he's very fast. So that's not a really big issue. Um, Never. But he still takes the bus. So he runs to the bus um, and he meets up with his buddies, <laughs> Knuckles the Echidna and Tails the Fox. Tails, of course, is his buddy. Knuckles is like his frenemy, um, kind of bully, whatever. Um, Sonic uh, makes it just in time, quote, huffing and puffing like he was doing the Cupid shuffle for the first time. Um, he sits down next to Tails and Knuckles sits behind them, taking up both seats. I'm so bad, said Knuckles, laughing, because he sat where two people could sit. Knuckles did this every day, and no one bothered him, <laughs> but they all knew it was against the rules of both God and man. Um, they go to school, and um, their English teacher tells them that it is journal day. And uh, Sonic's English teacher is named Mrs. Lesson. There's a sprawling cast of characters, so please hope you, you keep up. Mrs. Lesson was tall and white and had gray hair, and she was not pretty. So they everyone put their journals in. Um, and then as, uh, as everyone completed that, Mrs. Lesson grabbed a journal from the pile, and Sonic knew it was his because it looked just like Sonic's journal. And um, she picked a page, and quote, it was the worst page she could pick. She began to read, Dear Journal, I called the doctor today about a problem. I have a problem with my balls. They are itchy, and it is difficult <laughs> to sit still with them because they are so itchy. I have to back up against stucco surfaces and rub up and down on them to relieve the itchiness. <laughs> no creams have worked. Creams only make my balls sweat and smell like the breath of a thoroughbred. And I think Amy, my girlfriend, noticed. I hope my doctor calls soon. Love, Sonic. Wait, is this the is this the human girlfriend that he has in that really shitty Xbox 360 Sonic <laughs> game? Or no, you're thinking of uh, Shadow when you could play that game with like guns and like kill people. Yeah, some shit like that where they're like very clearly in a human world. Yes, yeah, they actually make fun of that later. But no, this is uh, Amy. So Amy is the uh, she's like a pink version of Sonic. Um, oh, okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I know so you're talking you about. can look her up if you like. Um, Sonic, of course, is mortified. Um, mm. Everyone is laughing at him. Um, he says, don't tell anyone, stop laughing, but they are laughing so loud they do not hear him. Um, he meets up with Tails. Tails, as always, is confidant um, and his best supporter. He says, you should tell everyone that it is okay to have problems with your balls and that they probably have something that they do not want everyone to know about their balls to stop laughing at you. Soon, uh, Sonic came around because Tails was smart. Knuckles was there too, so he said, Sonic, what's this? I heard about you having a problem with your penis and balls. <laughs> Sonic became so mad he punched <laughs> Knuckles in the face and ran away. Uh, later in his secret class, he meets up with Amy. Um, Amy kissed Sonic so hard he was thinking, let's have sex, which is a theme of episode one, A New Hope um, slash Force okay. Awakens, because he is always trying to have sex with Amy. Um, Wait, are you sure this is in episode four? Well, maybe there's a prequel trilogy. Let's well, let's see how this goes. Uh, yeah. Let's see how much. Money Give it like this 20 makes. years, and we'll know. There yeah. we go. That sounds good. Um, 
so then um Amy, uh, uh, Sonic notices that Amy is talking to Rouge, which is another character from Sonic. She's like a bat. She's like a villain bat, but she's just a normal person in this. Um, he notices that she is talking to Rouge and laughing. He walks over and says, hey, Amy, why why don't you go telling Rouge about how hard we kiss? Smiley face, said Sonic with a smile on his face that meant he did not care that Amy did this and really wanted her to because it made him look cooler. Actually, Rouge was telling me about the problem with your balls and penis and butthole that everyone found out about in your English class. <laughs> Sonic was surprised. He didn't know what to say. End of chapter one. I'm a uh, fan. Okay. <laughs> chapter two. Chapter two. The prom. I like to. I like to think if Sonic was really cool, he'd be like, "Hey, me, why don't you try um, sucking on the balls, and maybe they'll stop itching that way." <laughs> he's a, he's still a virgin. Got he's him. very he's very painfully virgin throughout this entire trilogy. Um, so, uh, and I really love the way it's written. It's so like terrible and like matter of fact so i'll try to read it as as best as if like tommy wiseau wrote it um so he goes goes home and but amy feels... no my balls are itchy <laughs> yeah um so he feels so bad he goes right to the bathroom and takes a big poop and it was a mad poop because it came out fast you know how it is um mm-hmm. what is wrong sonic asked sonic's mom nothing said sonic said sonic <laughs> okay just keep it down because i'm trying to watch tv so sonic's mom uh is you know very neglectful um Tails appears, um, and Sonic was less mad because Tails was always nice and smart and didn't care that Sonic left his porns around the room so he could think about kissing and doing sex on Amy when he wasn't with Amy. Tails says, <laughs> <laughs> Tails says, are you listening to me? Uh, Sonic says, he is, but you're making me feel better. Uh, everyone thinks I'm a loser. He cries. Um, Tails cheers him up. Tails hugs Sonic and said, I am always here for you. Also, the prom is tonight. <laughs> so they have to get ready for prom, uh, which they do very quickly. Um, they get in the limo. It is broken. Um, they say, can we fix it? And the limo driver says, no, the limo is broken eternally. So they walk. Um, and then they arrive at prom on an island that is called Ghost Island. Uh, it's a spooky place. Quote, uh, mm. Sonic saw a ghost and Tails saw a mummy. Um, and then they run into um, a man. A man is uh, laughing. He says, haha, Sonic and Tails, now you are both here and fallen right into my trap, said the lion laughing. The man looked like a fat, immature gay. It was Eggman. <laughs> and of course, Sonic says, you must be here for the Chaos Emeralds. But no, Eggman pointed and laughed at Sonic. I kissed Amy and now you can never date her again because I am going to do sex to her tonight. Sonic runs <laughs> into another room and Tails is captured in a cage. This room that Sonic is in, quote, this room was smaller and had carpets and wallpaper. It was still scary despite this. That is the end of chapter two. I am going to sex Amy later tonight. I am later going to put sex on Amy. All right. It sounds like like a robot wrote this. Okay. Chapter three. (laughs) The two most important people. So uh, Sonic is running around. Eggman is hot in his pursuit. He's running around this haunted, scary island. Um... When he goes into the just the right room and he sees a big red bed that Amy is tied to with rope around her feet and hands. And there was another rope around her head with a lock in her mouth so she couldn't open it or say anything at all. Sonic ran right into the I mean, bed without doing anything before that and untied Son- Amy with his sonic speed. Go ahead. This just sounds like a good Friday night. <laughs> Wait for it. Quote, Amy was wearing a pretty red dress that was like she normally wears, but longer, and there were two flowers on her two shoulders. Amy's dress also made her boobs look bigger than Sonic noticed. Sonic thought for a moment that this was a perfect moment, moment to get her to give sex to him, but he did not do it because Tails still needed help. <laughs> um, so they go around, they find a... Uh, they find, I 
don't know who, what, or where this was written. Uh, so they run around, they find the key, uh, the uh, keys, and they release Tails. Um, Tails uh, gets out of the cage. We are all safe, Amy says. That is what really matters when Sonic brings up how he's still frustrated that Eggman slipped away, quote, like a slippery balloon that Sonic let go of. He spoke in the third person. And then here comes a quote, quote, Sonic figured right then and there that Amy's superpower was not being smart, because that was Tails, or fast, because that was Sonic, but instead it was just being nice. Sonic did not even think about his day as school was bad anymore, because she made him feel better, and quite frankly, his balls did not really even itch anymore. And Or his penis or his butthole. <laughs> And that's that's the end of that. That was like a nice moment where he realizes Amy's superpower. You know, maybe it's not she's the strongest or the fat, smartest, but she's the nicest. She brings them together. And like that, we have our Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, uh, Leia Organa, tri- a triumvirate right there, if you will. Um, I really like the idea of like this is written like a regular Hollywood movie where it's like the main character's superpowers is fast. His best male friend's superpower is that he's smart. The female, she's nice. <laughs> she's nice. I guess. <laughs> they're all trying. She's cool. To, they're all trying to bang her. It's it's nice. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. So chapter four, getting a date. Sonic did like in the first chapter and went to school again. Um. But 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 bum. This time he goes to lunch, and the people at his lunch table are Tails, Knuckles, of course, Shadow, the aforementioned. Uh, Kind of anti-Sonic, Black Hedgehog. Yeah, um, Sonic's black friend. SBO. I don't know if you ever played like Sonic Heroes. Mm-mm. You ever played that game? He's like a he's like a chameleon. He's like also their friend and Charmy B. He's also he's like a little bumblebee. He's like the he's like the anti version of Tails, I guess. But he's also in that game. Okay. Um. So then they get to the table and quote Knuckles said, "You should stop going on these cools adventure because high school is more important." Said Knuckles, and Sonic knew he was right because it's called Sonic High School and it should be more about the high school part. So Sonic asked them all what they've been up to. Uh, Tails was entering a science competition and he's going to make a invisibility hat uh, to win the science competition. Uh, Knuckles calls Tails a nerd. Um, he says he's not actually going to class because he wants to cause trouble. Sonic, quote, thought Knuckles was a fuck because he was being so annoying. <laughs> um, so they all go around. Um, then Shadow says, quote, I'm going to kill my parents, said Shadow. This is how Shadow is worse than Knuckles. He did serious bad things. At least at the end of the days, Knuckles could sleep. Shadow was too dark for that. Espio says he's going to try for the football team because he is uh, athletic. And then Charmy B is going to... Um, join the school play and then they all um throw some pretty homophobic slurs at him which i'm not gonna i'm gonna admit you can go and read this for yourself if you want to just give me one give me the best one um i'll give you the best one later uh i'll give you the best one (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, later in the story maybe i'll give you that one um stick around for the the empire strikes back of this trilogy um so uh, Espio talks about how he is jealous of Sonic's girlfriend. He wants one himself. So he knows Rouge, the bat from earlier. Um, she's round. Um, so he says, I'm going to go ask her. Um, he works up the, the courage. He goes over and says, Rouge, will you go out with me? Um, she says, I don't know. She's kind of playing coy. And then Sonic says, please do it. And she says, yes. <laughs> By the end of the night. <laughs> okay. And then they all high five. It reminds me of that Jeb Bush moment where he like does the speech and he goes, please clap. Please clap. 
please do it. And she says yes. Um, they all are excited because, quote, by the end, by the time this night ended, at least one of them would have done their first sex. Now, here's the hard part, <laughs> said Espio. How do I put sex in her without getting in trouble? Um, <laughs> they all look at each other because they're all virgins. They don't know how that works. Um, Espio uh, kind of is worried look as he, quote, walked out while holding on to Rouge's boobs because they are boyfriend and girlfriend now, and that is how it's done. All right. <laughs> okay. Chapter five. Let me hold on to your boobs, girlfriend. Chapter five. We're at the midpoint now. Um, of with, part one of, of the four-part trilogy? Correct. Of three-part trilogy. Correct. Um, okay. Quote, it was the end of the day at school. So they all obviously get on the bus. Tails mentions, quote, we are on the bus now, just to really drive home that point. Um, Thank you, Tails. Uh, Knuckles laid across the aisle even more stretched out than when he sat across just two seats because now the limits were the Alpha and the Omega. I don't know what that means, but it sounds awesome. Beginning and the end. (laughs) The limits are now the Alpha and the Omega. Um, When they arrive at home, Tails uh, announces, we are home now. Um, And Sonic goes home to his mother, who has bought Chinese food for him. And he eats a fortune cookie, and he takes the uh, paper out, and he reads it to him inside of his head. Quote, The path to glory begins at the base of your friend's penis, said Sonic inside no. of his head. No. <laughs> he, uh, he actually likes the sound of it because he thinks it means good news for Espio and Rouge, and that will hopefully uh, rub off, pardon the pun, for uh, him, Don't and, say him, rub and, off. him and Amy. Uh, the phone ringed. Sonic ran to it and picked it up and said hello into it. It was Tails. I have an idea, said Tails on the phone to Sonic, who is listening but not speaking. He says that he is going to give Espio his invisibility hat to make it easier to sneak off and uh, have a rendezvous with Rouge, if you will. Uh, and then there's like a weird that. quote that's, quote, Sonic smiled so wide like the king of fire finding out he burned down New York City with only his eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? Please, I want you to figure out what that means. The king of... <laughs> say, it, say it again. Sonic smiled so wide, like the king of fire, finding out he had burned down New York City with only his eyes. Okay, I don't even think I could figure that out, but I guess we'll try. Um... Yeah, so they go on. Uh, he, he, he they give the hat of invisibility uh, to Espio, so he'll use it, um, you know, to, to to get down to business. Um, quote: It makes it impossible to see and impossible to hear you when you're wearing the hat, or when someone who is wearing the hat wants you to also be impossible to see and impossible to hear. Screamed Tails. Quote: Whose voice was a little hoarse from ordering food from the lunch lady, whose hearing was lost in an earthquake in her childhood. Tails had to say the things he wanted so loud, and she would say, "What? What?" And Tails wondered why she even had ears if she wasn't going to use them. <laughs> so as Espio, as Espio, the lunch lady, a very important character in the story, uh, as Espio heads off to go meet up with Rouge, Sonic um, goes home, gets on his Sonic computer, and opens up Sonic Instant Messenger and messaged Amy. He says, quote, hey Amy, want to finally become true boyfriend and girlfriend by reaching sex this weekend? He waits for a very long time. You get those three bubbles, three bubbles. Quote, Sonic played games online and beat all the final bosses because he was like an alien sent to destroy records set by others. When finally, Amy responded. What Amy said was, quote, no way. Sonic was so shocked his brain must have felt like a total idiot. 
end of chapter five. <laughs> All right. Um, so, wow, now Amy's, uh, Amy's kind of turned on him. Um, chapter six, I will gloss over. You are more than welcome to read it yourself. It is an extremely graphic... Uh, <laughs> it's an extremely graphic... Um, yeah. Description of okay. Espio and Rouge's Do they finally have sex? Encounter. They very much do. Quote, Espio okay. revealed his penis to Rouge, who looked at it. Rouge said, cool, and took out her vagina. Um... But I did include this because I think you would like it. I think you'd like it a lot. Is it in a bag? <laughs> took it out, yeah. <laughs> Here it comes, cried Espio, ramming his Mauve Avenger. That is one of the uh, euphemisms from last week's episode. I like that a lot. And I'm pretty sure that this was the actual source of that, uh, of that euphemism from that list. I think I found it. You can't tell me any different. In one week... I tracked it down. I scoured the internet and I tracked it down. Beautiful. Great work, Ryan. Um, another funny quote. As now, if only you can find Throat Spackler. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's elusive. I've been to some pretty dark places, but I still have uh, come up empty-handed. Well, not empty, but, you know. Um, quote, Espio messed around Sticky with her boobs handed. and face like she was that X-Men arcade game. Um, so <laughs> they <laughs> They have sex. Um which is good for both of them. Rouge shouted, create a new generation in me. And he essentially does. After they're done, Ew. they say bye-bye. Ew. And they leave and did the rest of the things that people do during their day until school happened the next day. End of chapter six. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new generation in me. Yes. Okay, so chapter seven is called Teenage Women. And it begins with a very classic. We've, we've, you know, if you've been to high school and have had friends, if you're a guy, you've had a bunch of guy friends, the uh, recounting of the uh, previous night's festivities. Quote, unfortunately, I know. Yeah. Quote, we had front sex, whispered SBO at the lunch table. And they all ooh and ah. They wonder where Sonic is because Sonic's not around after being delivered that uh, decisive blow to his pride last night. Um, where is Sonic? Asks. Unlike SBO, who actually had a decisive blow. He frick- <laughs> he, he dropped the Mava. He lowered the Mava Avenger and made it happen. Um, yes. So uh, where is Sonic? Wonders allow Vector, who is the captain of the school's football team. Vector was good at this because he was a crocodile and big and strong and had sharp teeth under his mouth. Um, Vector is another character... He's like the third member of like the trio of Charmy B, the Bumblebee, Espio, the Chameleon, and now Vector, the uh, Crocodile. All of this is still really foreign to me. But okay. <laughs> this is uh, if you. I guess I didn't play enough Sonic as a kid. You did not play Sonic Heroes. You're way out of the loop. No, I have no fucking clue what you're so, talking about. A so Bumblebee? They... <laughs> I'm gonna Google this. Yeah, look up Charmy B. Um, that's gonna become important. They wonder where Sonic is. Quote: Where Sonic was was somewhere else, trying to find Amy, who was not at lunch. Uh, Sonic is at Amy's house. He's knocking. Are you home? Said Sonic. Are you home? He knocked. Are you home? Are you home? Said Sonic. It was like Amy was not home because she was not opening the door. (laughs) Eventually, he decides he's just going to kick it down. He kicks it down and, quote, Amy was there, tied up on the bed with a thing in her mouth, which is why she couldn't talk. Sonic did a scream and ran over to Amy, who was looking at him with tears in her eyes. He removes the gag from her mouth. Quote, it was awful. Please tell me Eggman's there. Let's find out. 
Quote, it was awful, oh, said oh, Amy. God. He came into my room in the evening and tied me up on this bed and messed up things in my room. Amy was right. Her room looked messy. So get a maid, said Sonic, always thinking about solutions to problems. Um, but they get back to business. <laughs> Who was that tied you up? Who broke in? Quote, it was Shadow. I saw him outside his house next door with a machine gun and a sword in the house going to kill his mom. And he saw me. So he saw her uh, notice him uh, trying to sneak in to uh, act on his, uh, his claim from earlier. And uh, he tied her up. So then Sonic, always, you know, thinking of the most important things. Um, so that was not... So it was also him uh, who said he would not have sex with me on Sonic Messenger, said Sonic to Amy. Yes, I did not talk to you then, spoke Amy back to Sonic. So how do you feel about Ooh. it? Asked Sonic, whose brain was now humming with sex ideas. Shit, I don't know, said Amy, still all worked up. G give me a day. Right now, let's get things right. Um, so How do you feel about having sex with me after you have been raped? <laughs> he's still, he's, he's focused on the important things. Um, eyes on the prize. Um, they walk in, and then Espio stands up from the table and says, Hey, there you are. I had sex with Rouge last night. Do not tell everyone, said Espio from across the, the lunchroom. So they swear, okay, I guess we won't tell anybody. Um, and then, quote, Sonic heard a sound coming from down the hallway where someone was coming from. It was a really fat guy <laughs> that looked so huge to him. The fat guy got closer and closer until they could see who it was. It was not a fat guy. It was Rouge. Quote, Espio, wow, you are so fat now. What is this about? Rouge looked mad and surprised at Espio. I am not fat. I am pregnant, said Rouge. <gasps> Already? Yep. She, he put a generation in her. End of chapter seven. Oh, no. Here we go. Chapter eight, things change shadow suddenly appears they question him like why did you tie up amy why did you kill your parents mm -hmm. da, 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 quote it doesn't matter you are on your way inside your house to kill your mom said amy amy shook around because she was all nervous and her smaller than rouge's boobs but still good boobs wiggled a little and sonic thought it was cool to see quote i did not kill my mom i was going into my house to protect her from dr eggman Shadow said, ah, okay, said Sonic, and Sonic and Espio went to class because it started, and they were still in the school hallway. So conflict resolved right there. No one questions anything after that. Later in the day, um, Sonic meets up with Tails. Um, Tails says, quote, I won the science competition, but you didn't come, Sonic, said Tails in a sad, mad way. I wanted you to become because I am such a good friend to you, but you did not. But I won anyway, without you. Wow, sorry, Tails, I was so busy and I did not know, said Sonic, trying to make Tails happy again. Kiss my ass, dick, screamed Tails to Sonic and flew out of the room <laughs> with his flying tails. So now there's beef. Now there's a um, rift. I mean, to be fair, uh, if Sonic was or was not there, it's not going to change what the science fair judges think about his science fair project. But he won it. Yeah, he did win it anyway without him. But, you know, they're all about... He's always there to support Sonic. He's always supporting Sonic. And the one time he could have been there to support Tails, he wasn't. But saying I won it without you is like implying like, I, you know, there's a, there's a chance I could have lost it with, without you. I guess he's also saying I'm better. I'm just as fine without you. I don't need you. I'm a winner without you. Now I'm going to try the solo yeah, act so. thing. Yeah. yeah, he does say I won anyway without you. So if we're going strictly yeah. based off the text, which I think we should, off the holy text, I think we should... Uh, yes, of course. We should be uh, very clear about our interpretation. Yes. 
Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I, I am not death of the author. So whatever they say, I intend. Speaking of the next um, thing that the author writes, actually, um, Rouge starts giving birth. Quote, they could see a baby start to come out of her butt, and it was crying a lot. <laughs> so this is two days after they had sex? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I looked up SBO, by the way. I'm terrified. Yeah, he's like purple, right? With a horn. He's just got a dick hanging off his face. <laughs> um, so while uh, the baby is crowning from her butt, um, Mrs. Lesson arrives while on the While the baby scene. is crowning from her butt. Mrs. Lesson arrives on the scene. Um, quote, look at it, said Mrs. Lesson, who's, uh, who's helping her give birth. Rouge's baby was red with long hair and big white fists. Oh, no. Can you tell whose baby it is? Knuckles? It is Knuckles' baby. Chapter 9. Quote, a bunch of babies. Rouge's baby continued to do crying louder than a monster truck. Um, Hey, hey, real quick. Yes. Not not to interrupt. um, I just looked up Rouge. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, fully in context, um, you know, this is a safe space. She does have big tits compared to the other characters. (laughs) She's a very sexualized character, which is very troubling because it's like a cartoon for kids. But she's very. I'm not the one who drew it, so I can say things like that. Um, just as an observation. Well, thanks for putting it out there. I encourage everyone to go look yeah. it up right now. Um, she has big tits comparatively to the other character. Everyone's kind of standing there in stunned silence because obviously this is Knuckles' child. It looks it looks exactly like him. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a big dick hanging off his face. <laughs> and Vector, the crocodile. Cuts in, he says, hey, Espio, Rouge's baby looks just like Knuckles. Cool, I'm gonna go tell him. <laughs> Vector ran like a crocodile would defy Knuckles to tell him the thing he had just said. Um, so he goes and he does that. Um, Knuckles comes back, um, and he's like, oh man, this, like, this baby's mine. Espio says, how is that possible? Um, like, I was just with her. Uh, Knuckles, quote, turned even redder and looked at Espio. You tried to have a baby with her. Rouge is mine. You are not allowed. They charge each other. Um, they charge each other and thank quote and thank goodness Vector was there because he was the captain of the football team and could constrain him like some sort of crocodile seatbelt that could also talk to you. Knuckles, being <laughs> restrained by the by the crocodile, says, "Quote: Tomorrow we will fight. Meet me in the hallway at the end of school and prepare for me to beat on your ass, shit man." Knuckles stormed out of the lunchroom. <laughs> I will beat on your ass, shit, man. So that answers your question as to how it could have happened two days later. See, this in un- this is a very solid uh, universe. That, that, that no, it makes sense. To- they had sex much longer, like, you know, long ago. How do you feel about this structure? Because, I mean, it started off with a bang. This is like a summer blockbuster. You know, you have you have Tails getting kidnapped. Yeah. Um, you have, uh, you have you know, the new, uh, the new plot that starts thickening. There's a love story. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's, a, there's, there's friends uh, being divided. Uh, I think there's a lot, um, a lot in here. Um, Sonic tries to. Um, I say, I say, replace all the characters with um, uh, teen actors from the '80s, and it's a John Hughes movie. <laughs> um, Very clearly, you're not wrong. Right down to the itchy balls. Um, I'm just saying, you know, it's just it's just an observation. That's why I'm here. It's if time and as if Tommy Wiseau wrote the the script and stage directions because I just freaking love it. Um, I like that. So, Taya, Sonic tries to catch up with Tails to talk about how crazy it was that their friends were fighting, but Tails still mad at Sonic. Um, 
you know, kind of just ghosts him, gives him the cold shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. Sonic took out his Sonic phone on his way home and called his girlfriend, Amy. Hey, Amy, so did you decide if you wanted sex, said Sonic. You know, said Amy, Sonic, I'm just so stressed out and nervous by everything going on at school. Damn, said Sonic, and he hung up his phone immediately. <laughs> Sonic thought he would never be true boyfriend and girlfriend with Amy at this rate. <laughs> it was almost like she had a second boyfriend that Sonic did not know about, but that and that was why, why Amy did not want sex from Sonic. Um, so Sonic eats his dinner, um, and then he goes to Espio's house, because Espio has recruited Sonic to help him train, to help uh, in the fight against Knuckles. Ding Dong said Espio's, Espio's doorbell, and Sonic waited at the door. Espio showed up at the door and opened the door. Um, he comes in, and he sees uh, uh, that no one else has arrived yet to help him uh, train. Sorry, I'm losing my train here. Hey, Sonic, thanks for coming, said Espio to Sonic. You gotta help me prepare for this fight. We can start by learning how to get rid of all these puncture wounds I expect to sustain. I was trying not to look nervous to Knuckles, but actually I was. Also, did you hear about Charmy B? No, I did not hear, said Sonic back to Espio. Knuckles kidnapped that little gay and is threatening to hurt him if, you, if I don't show up to the fight tomorrow. <laughs> he kidnapped that little gay? <laughs> so I have to especially now because the gods will crush my soul, even if Charmy B is an annoying idiot loser. Uh, so, yeah, a quote, Sonic knew this now had to happen, too, because his norm- his morals were probably the best ever. His morals were probably probably the best morals ever. They were just the morals. Come on, folks. It's the best morals. You know it. I know it. I had the best morals. As he ascends the stairs, Espio says, oh, our other friend is here, too. He opens the door just in time for Sonic to see Tails, who is standing in Espio's room. The moment Sonic and Tails lock eyes, uh, Tails' Tails face contorts into, quote, a salad of anger, the devil, and lava. End of chapter nine. That is not a thing. That's not a thing. (laughs) It's a a salad of anger, the devil, and lava. A salad of anger? The devil and lava, all of those things in a salad. Okay. I, would Im- I would imagine the lava is the, the dressing. Um, but I like that cliffhanger. They lock eyes. The uh, frenemies lock eyes. as, uh, as he They stage. lock eyes and then just... <laughs> Chapter 10. Two very mm-hmm. different fights. Quote, Sonic moved his mouth, but words didn't come out because he did not know what to say. Sonic was a mixture of mad and sad and frustrated because he did not know what he could do to get Tails to be his friend again. At times like this, Sonic thought about Amy's fine body because it set his mind at ease. I am here for my friend, said Sonic, our friend, Espio. We are still friends too, Tails. You are just too mad to see that. I know what I see, said Tails, kind of screaming. I am so smart! And he wriggles his two tails and looks to the side in a thinking way. Uh, Sonic says, I'm sorry, bro, I don't understand. What can I do to make our friendship the best ever, once again? He says, I don't know. But you know what? Here, take this. Tails takes a blue book from a spot and threw it on the ground in front of Sonic. Sonic looked at it, and it was his journal. <gasps> he said, I thought, I thought Mrs. Lesson had it when she read about my balls. And his dick in his, in his butthole. And his butthole, his penis and butthole. Tails said, I lied to you. I did not go to the science competition that night. I went to school, but instead of going to the science competition, I used my science hat of invisibility to sneak into Mrs. Lesson's room and get your journal. 
I wanted to get your journal so that no one else could read your business and see your gay ball problems that I know you still have, even though you think you are getting better. Even now, when I could have been reaching my moment of genius, I was doing a thing for you because I want you to be happy, Tails said to Sonic with a voice of emotion. Sonic did not know what to say. High school drama was so insane, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but imagine if imagine if Sonic did go and Tails wasn't there. Then Tails would have been the bad thing. I think at some level, Tails knew Sonic was never going to go anyway. That's what I'm saying. Tails knew. Because if he really expected Sonic to be there, he would have let him in on the plan. It's true. It's true. But think of the sacrifice. Look at the sacrifice. He was doing this for him. Maybe he was telling him because he wanted everyone to think he was going to go to, you know shift uh suspicion i don't know i'm just saying sonic did not know what to say high school drama was so insane wasn't it uh tails uh oh, sonic sure. sonic chokes out oh, high school drama is crazy sonic chokes out tails you did not have to do this what matters is that i did said tails and also that you did not care for my special day because you were too busy trying to be true boyfriend and girlfriend with amy goodbye <laughs> sonic said tails right before he flew out of sbo's bedroom window with his flying tails and then he did fly out of SBO's bedroom window with his flying tails. Um, uh, I just want to throw out there, even in high school, you should know better tales. Like, yeah, maybe let him try to be a boyfriend and girlfriend for a bit, dude. I like to think that um, Sonic is growing up and, like, reaching puberty and Tails is still stuck in that, like, idyllic, like, boy, you know, best mm-hmm. friends. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if anyone watched Stranger Things, but, like, they all kind of, like, grow up in the later seasons and then one of them still wants to, like, hang out and play Dungeons and Dragons. And they're like, dude, we have girlfriends. And he's like, but, yeah, dude. but we could be playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, literally getting hand jobs on the reg. I'm not playing D and D anymore. I'm getting psychic hand jobs, and her nose is bleeding, and it's it's crazy. It's awesome, and you want to. Her nose is bleeding, and I'm also uh, oozing liquid from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the Sonic. Um, that's the Sonic Tales uh, dynamic here. Interesting. Uh, so I like how the... they explore that. Very John Hughes esque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he's a very He's, he's Ducky. He's so lovable. He's like Ducky from Pretty in Pink. It's the next day, and they're at the fight. There's a big crowd of people. They're all hanging out by the 420 smoking wall. Um, Tails oh, yeah. is out there. Uh, Rouge, Vector the Crocodile. Rouge, Rouge is there with her baby, obviously. She's like kind of the reason they're fighting. Oh, shit, um, yeah. Um, in the crowd was Tails, and with him, Cream the Rabbit. Feel free to Google her. Also a character. Also a character. I know that one. I know Cream. Um also in the crowd was Tails, with him, Cream the Rabbit, who was Charmy B's girlfriend. Cream was a little woman and pretty smart, but not as smart. I thought Charmy B liked boys. <laughs> it's like, wait for it. Cream was a little woman and pretty smart, but not as smart as Tails. Her boobs were smaller than both Amy and Rouge's, but they were still high quality in their own way. It is surprising to most people that a gay like Charmy would even be allowed to have a girlfriend, but it just goes to show you <laughs> that the impossible is not what you think it is. <laughs> what the fuck? So, um, SBO and... It's uh, not what you think it is. SBO and Knuckles uh, enter the ring of onlookers and stoners. Um, Knuckles is like, kind of taunting him. And he's going he's gonna to tear him up with his, quote, his moves. And then SBO, I like to think of him as like... I like to think of him as like really like, like a Jedi in this scene. He says, I do not mm-hmm. want to fight you, Knuckles, said SBO to Knuckles. But I am doing this for Charmy B and Rouge. I am doing this for Charmy because you kidnapped him, and for Rouge because you do not respect her baby. 
Um, and the fight kind of plays out like a very uh, Luke Skywalker, Kylo Ren, uh, you know, Knuckles kind of fierce and charging and SBO mm-hmm. um, dodging and, you know, kind of just, you know, redirecting and, and, and not really, you know, being proactive in the fight. So uh, that goes yeah. on for, for quite a while. Um, that's the best imagery I can give you. So just picture that in your head. Um, I would like to not picture that since it's from episode eight, but I will. Um, as uh, as they watch, then um, Rouge says, "This is so difficult to watch. Violence should not be a solution to conflict." Said Rouge's baby, peeking out between his hands. <laughs> you are right. Why do people do things like this? I hate it. Said Rouge to Rouge's baby. Rouge had become a different person since she had a baby. She used to be only sexy, but now, quote, Rouge was sexy and matronly. Do you know? Do you know that movie? I think it's called Little Geniuses. Yes, I do. I know Little Geniuses. Now, the baby saying that reminds me of like in how in the movie, um, like all babies are like super fucking smart, and then they like just all of a sudden get too old and they forget all of the like baby wisdom that there is. <laughs> baby woke them, yeah, yeah, but they can't. They speak a different language or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they speak like baby language, and like one of the like main characters deciphers or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening here. And I also like to think that this baby looks like Knuckles, but like Baby Yoda as well. That's my um I love that. Wait, so do you think the baby do you think when the baby said it everybody heard it? Or do you think the baby said it like in a wise like baby language, but everyone's like that baby just said goo goo gaga? I think everyone's like so intent on the fight that the baby just like said this thing immense the ruckus right to Rouge and she was just like and she responds like, You are so right. Like you, this baby is so <laughs> Dude, like, word. Word, baby. You don't realize your two-year-old's talking, like, full-on, like, like wisdom and knowledge? <laughs> You're just like, damn straight, baby. Man, couldn't have said it better myself. Honestly, baby, you're pretty fucking smart. So we're reaching the uh, we're reaching the climax of the uh, of episode one. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we are. In more ways than one. Uh, Knuckles and Espio, um, they're breathing hard. They're kind of both battered and bloodied. Um... Is this enough yet? Are we done? Shouted Espio to Knuckles. How will this ever end? Um, Knuckles, who has just fallen to the ground in exhaustion, quote, Knuckles looked up from the ground at Espio standing over him. Knuckles had a twinkie in his eye as he looked up at Espio and crawled towards him. <laughs> Espio did nothing but watch him, quote, and feel dangerous. Come closer, oh said Knuckles in a whisper voice. So Espio bent down and put his face to Knuckles. Knuckles looked up and down Espio's sweaty purple body and into his eyes and said, I respect you, and then grabbed his face as gentle as a deer and kissed him on the mouth. When Knuckles kissed him, he did it extra hard, sometimes with his eyes shut and sometimes looking deep into Espio's yellow eyes that looked like a circus of loving men. Their tongues met in the the middle of their mouths like two chicken cutlets that were acting like cats that loved each other. Ew. (laughs) When... (laughs) When Espio was watching fighting videos last night, he was not expecting he was going to do the kissing, but he liked it. They went on kissing for a full minute while everyone watched, wondering if they were done fighting or just taking a kiss break. Finally, (laughs) Knuckles began to float off the ground and uh, the wind starts whipping. Um, And I'm just going to read this uh, quote straight out because I don't understand it. On the side, Tails said to Cream, Wow, I know what this is. This is a rare moment of science we will probably never see again in lifetime or ever. It is called body donation, and it was invented by Einstein. It is when someone reaches a moment of such powerful love that they can choose to restart their lives as the person they love. 
as part of the person they love. Einstein invented this by making his wife love him so much one night during a romance pasta dinner that she became a baby that was like him. But then he killed his wife, the baby, because he thought it was too dangerous to have her live on in the world without having her tested in a laboratory first. It is a fact that it looks like magic, but it is not magic. It is science, so deal with it. Knuckles glided on the wind forward through the crowd of people in front of him and into Rouge's mouth where he disappeared. It was a good thing Rouge's baby had had premonitions and told her to lie down, which he did earlier. As then Knuckles <laughs> did it. As then Knuckles, I forgot to mention that. As um, as then Knuckles did a U-turn in Rouge's sexual body and came out of her butt as a newborn baby that looked like Espio. This was all science. End of episode one. First off, fantastic. Um, <laughs> secondly, Espio's baby, uh, or Rouge's baby, sorry, Espio's not the father, Maury, um, reminds me of uh, in Dune, there are people who are, call, are like, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it, but if you've read it, it's like Aaliyah or Leto or Ganema. Um, if anyone's, like I said, if anyone's read it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm it. I'm a fan. That's episode one, A New Hope of Sonic High School. That was good. You you picked a you picked a winner. This it, is this is like textbook crack fic. Dude, it's a sprawling it's a sprawling epic. It's an odyssey. I'm a fan of it. I like it. I'm glad. So um, so uh should we do um should we do like a stoked on and everything, or should we just like close it out? No, let's do all of it. Let's do all of it. Let's all right. do all of it. All right. we'll do all, first off, criticisms, um, good things they did, you know, compliments. Yeah, you I mean, anything like that. Yeah, it's just you know, classic, classic uh, beginning of a trilogy. Sonic, such a Mary Sue, you know, just getting around, flying yeah. around. Um, they really set up the uh, the balls itching as a you know a plot in the beginning. Didn't really deliver on it uh, later in this episode. No, not yet. But um. You yeah. know, that's that's the part that's 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 kind of the media that we we consume these days. It's like your payoff's not always going to be there. It's always going to leave you wanting because they want you to watch the next episode or mm-hmm. go watch the next movie or whatever. So you know, I feel like they didn't have a specific plan when they started out, but neither did Disney on the sequel trilogy. <laughs> so I you know who cares? Differ. I think this was I think this was very well planned. Every single uh, fic like chapter, by the way, begins with "I thought this was going to be my last chapter, but people just keep reading." <laughs> So yeah, I think, <laughs> I think every chapter is meant to end the saga, but it doesn't. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it it was well planned out. I just wanted to be an ass and make that joke. <laughs> um, but no, it actually is. It ties up like you would bring something up, and then they they'd close the loophole right there. Well, how is she already pregnant? Well, it's not it's not his kid. Um, and like uh, wow, it's, uh, Tails really needs Sonic there to win the science competition. Never went in the first place. Never went in the first place. He was mad for another reason. I like that a legitimate reason. Yeah. I like that a lot. Wow, damn, this guy, this author's next level. Oh yeah, I, th- I definitely think so. I have a uh, huge respect, huge respect, mad respect. Uh, interesting. Any criti- any any criticisms? It's hard to criticize a crack fic. Yeah, you know? yeah, we've because it's like what was intentionally bad or like cringy. I like I said, I think there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's there's very graphic stuff. Um, that you know uh, you know you may find funny, and I don't want to read it necessarily. You can go check it out. Um, I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to, you know, later tonight crack into that. What was it chapter four? <laughs> chapter six. Yeah. Good, uh, chapter six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can all, you guys can all dive into that. Um, 
And it's like, I think this was written. Ugh. Let me check this out just so I know 100%. Um, okay. I mean, this was written in a time where you could, like, call people a gay or, like, use other words that are much less acceptable for uh, gay people. Um, so yeah, that's, like, literally. I was about throughout. to say, what year was this written? Because if not, the author would be canceled by now. Um, this was uh, the final the final episode, the final chapter was written in May, f- the May 4th, 2012. May the 4th be with you, my friend. May the 4th be with you as well, my friend. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, actually, no, it was from May mm-hmm. to August. So May, June, July, August. This is a three, three months uh, that cranked out 36,000 words and it became a, a smash hit. This, this person had a productive summer that summer. I mean, yeah. What did you guys do when you went to summer? Oh, you went to the astronaut camp. Oh, okay. What, what did what 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 did you do? Oh, you uh, you studied abroad. Oh, okay. Oh, me. No, I wrote I, a really famous uh, fanfic. It's yeah, yeah. It's got like it's got like a thousand reviews. So <laughs> it's it's got a lot of kudos. Like whatever. <laughs> two two hundred faves. So it's a pretty big deal. Not a big deal or anything. Pretty big deal. It's gonna get adapted by. I actually some, went to uh, space camp. podcast. I know. Yeah, I talk exactly. about it all the time. It sounds lit. Do I talk about it all the time? Well, you've told me a couple of times, but I like it every time you yeah. tell me. I want to know more. I, I, okay. I kinda, yeah, that's why I drink. I drink to forget, so it's like a new time every time you tell me. I'll say the big thing. You'll be proud of this. When I went, I went. Um, they have like regular space camp and then like action thrill, you know, like uh, I think it's called aviation challenge where it's like for the whole week you like they play as you getting shot down if you were a fighter pilot and you have to like survive in the wilderness. It's fucking badass. Um, and then me being me in fifth grade, I chose, uh, the robotics one where I played with Legos. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a fucking lame for that one, but who cares? Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty legit. You've got a, you got a huge really leg up on everyone in Minecraft when that finally dropped. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. And I played with the Lego mines, which was a lot of fun. I don't know what those are. It's a little uh, thing with the motors and the computer. Like the oh, green. oh, whoa, whoa, nice. Whoa, yeah, that is yeah. good. Yeah, it's robotics. That's yeah, cool. I also, yeah, I don't know if I still do, but at the time, um, me and my group held the um, the space camp record for highest Jeopardy point total because um, they have space Jeopardy. And in elementary school, I went to a, a STEM elementary school, and it was, um, since we're so close to Cape Canaveral, it was a NASA explorer school. So we also had like a space program, um, like a space lab and shit. It was a lot of fun. And I knew all the space trivia. So all these people were like fighting to get me on their Jeopardy team. And I was, because it was, like, you know, two teams. And I was fucking cleaning up in that Jeopardy game. Final Jeopardy comes along. I had no fucking clue what the answer was. I'll ask you. You ready? Homie? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Is this the one oh, where okay. it's like, was what was the name of the thing that got struck by lightning on the pad? Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I have told you this. Yeah, what was the name of the, the rocket that got struck by lightning? No fucking clue what it was. This girl had it written on her hand because she thought it was interesting when we learned about it. <laughs> so you cheated. Yeah, so... You cheated to win. No, I mean, I mean, the other team very easily could have had a girl that wrote it on their hand, but they didn't. <laughs> How was she supposed... We were supposed to know what the final Jeopardy was. also cheated. <laughs> Dude, are you, are you like Barry like Bonds' lawyer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a Red Sox fan, so I don't know <laughs> Alex Cora. Hey, is it illegal to wear an Apple Watch? Oh, it is. It is. Oh, what is it illegal, illegal to bang to, on a to... trash? Oh, it is. You, you can't do that either. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
But it certainly can't be illegal to, uh, to, to tape a buzzer to your chest and have someone record all of the pitches and then you tell them, what, oh, that's really illegal? That, that's the that's, most illegal thing? <laughs> that, is oh. as, that is as illegal as it gets. All right, well, I'll just – I'll go now. Okay. Yeah, I'll pack Never my mind. stuff. Um, but yeah, so so when we found out she had it written on her arm, I was like, yo, put as many zeros as you can write before the time runs out. <laughs> so you guys set the record by cheating. Well, you know, good for you. Yeah. Someone had to do it, and it had to be us. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, pl- I'm proud. I'm proud of you. I'll always be proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you've if you've stuck around this long, thank you for sticking around. Um, again, if you're new here, I don't know why I'm going on this bit this whole time, but I'm doing it. If you're new here, uh, we end every episode with a stoked on. So basically what things we're excited about. We didn't do it at the very beginning, but it's so, it's become a regular thing. I really enjoy it. I have fun doing the Stoked Ons. I think we, I think we uh, get a lot of uh, diverse things we can talk about. Um, so Ryan, what are you stoked on? What are you excited about? I'm actually ready this week. I am... Um, Thank you. I'm stoked on... And if you're new here, I'm never ready um, for anything. Never. I'm no. stoked on the band Rush. I... My, uh, the first band, what is your experience with Rush? You know Rush? Yeah. Um, so my dad liked Rush, um, a bit, you know, sort of like passively liked it. Um, and then I saw that in the movie, I Love You Man, right. where they're like both in love with Rush. Right. And I liked, you know, I found a couple more other songs from that. And then in middle school, I had a friend whose dad was like the biggest Rush fan I've ever met. Probably like as big of a fan of Rush as I am for the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And, um, so whenever I would go over and hang out at his house, his dad would always like have Rush on or, um, you know, he would play a little bit of Rush because he liked Rush. But it's sort of like the way I imagine my children are going to treat the Beatles. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we get it. They're great. Joan was quizzical, whatever, you know. So. <laughs> He's playing the deep cuts too. Well, that's cool. I think everyone, like, if if they know it's like a passing uh, knowledge of them, um, they're, you know, a band or heavy metal band from like the 70s. They played through the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Mm-hmm. They released albums in the 2010s. And, um, oh God, it was probably what, last week the uh, drummer uh, passed away, Neil Pert. And he yeah. is, you know, consistently recognized as just like one of the best drummers of all time. He played all forms. He would, you know, obviously heavy metal. His drum rock. kit was fucking massive. Um, I actually, so my experience with Rush was I, um, I like my dad had the best of like, cds mm-hmm. um and i just like picked it because i thought the cover art looked cool and i just started listening and listening and i was like a total nerd and uh, if you listen to it there are just a bunch of nerds and i watched this documentary on them and uh, they began touring their first tour where they were opening for kiss um mm-hmm. and uh, kiss would like have all these girls at their hotel and they'd be like be like oh let's go get rushed let's go like party and they'd go and knock on their hotel door and they'd all be sitting in there at like 8 30 like reading books like just getting getting ready to go to sleep <laughs> i love that um god and, i love that and i can best describe them um they're just like a bunch of nerds who rock really hard and um yeah and like their lyrics are set to like ayn rand novels or like lord of the rings and just like really like nerdy stuff uh, but neil Perk, oh yeah the drummer go ahead i, I was gonna say um do you know Kevin J. Anderson? I've talked about him. He's the I, I think I referenced him a couple a couple minutes ago. He's the the uh, co-author of the Dune sequel books, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. written with Frank Herbert's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson has written like 140 books, wrote a ton of Star Wars books too. Um, but he was a big Rush fan, and Rush contacted him to write a novelization of one of their albums. Oh yeah, it's one of the the 
one of the later ones. I think it's like one of the newest ones actually. Yeah. Um, and so like they contacted a big sci-fi author to write a novelization of an album. So like that's, that, that says everything I need to know right there about how nerdy they are. Yeah. Oh, and they're, um, they're great. I mean, even like to points of cringy, like, I don't know. It just really spoke to me as like a middle, like angsty middle schooler. And, and they, the music is so good. They, it's so, it's like hard. Yes. It's, they're the best of prog rock. I was going to give you some songs to go listen to, but it sounds like you've listened to them also. I will give the listener some. Um, I recommend yeah, going, going and listening to like the first one you listen to, you listen to Closer to the Heart. That's like the, oh, most, that's like a poppy song they have. Closer um, to the heart. So good. Um, and then if you're, if you want to get a little more adventurous, I'd, I'd check out The Trees. Which is like if like a bard from Lord of the Rings was singing a song about the Ents and mm-hmm. capitalism, but had like heavy metal guitars. Um, and then I would also recommend like uh, Anthem or uh, Finding Finding My Way. Just some of their early stuff. I like I like their early stuff and their old stuff. I don't really like their yeah their peak prime. I like them young and inexperienced or old and kind of terrible. <laughs> so yeah, um, I. I would say my favorite song is probably Tom Sawyer, oh, but that's God. because, so um, when, yeah, when I was a kid, I played Tom Sawyer in a play, and my dad's only way to relate to me was by like jamming out to that song, um, and he's like, "This is about you," and I'm like, "Yeah, Dad, it is. <laughs> I know." Today's um, Tom Sawyer. Oh, it's so good. High on you. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to him nonstop. Really unfortunate that um, Neil Peart passed away. I got to go to a concert you know mm-hmm. when i was a kid with my dad so that's when really something special that we have and um yeah uh helped me rediscover their music and everything so i've been really into rush i've been stoked on rush that is nice and wholesome i'm i i think uh both of us failed to mention i'm like 90% sure neil pert wrote all the lyrics too he used their lyricist not in the beginning when they sucked but then he started writing them they took off yeah, so I mean, big big loss there. Also, I haven't made a South Park reference yet. Have you ever seen the opening that they used to have for their concerts with South Park? No. Yeah, it was called Lil Rush, and um, <laughs> like Hartman argues with everybody, and he's like, "I'm Daddy Fucking Lee. I can do whatever I want." So that's awesome. Um, I would recommend watching. That's if you like Rush and South Park, it's funny. Yeah, I'll check that. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Interesting. Stoked on. Very wholesome. Um, yeah, when I found out he passed, I like, I had, like I said, I'm sort of like a passive Rush fan, but when I like really realized like how big of nerds they were, I was like, damn, I really, you know, that doesn't, not gonna make any difference. Like, man, I really wish, uh, I had a chance to listen to him more before he passed. Not that it would have made any difference. Obviously I can listen to him now. So, mm-hmm. um, interesting. That's a good stoked on. So, yeah. um, stoked my on stoked Rush. on, yeah. I, I heavily, heavily recommend, um, Letter Kenny Problems. Okay. Is, you know that a TV, is that a TV show on like Hulu? What is that? So it started as a web series. It was it was a bunch of Canadians. Started as a web series about like a Canadian farmer, and it was just like them saying problems of what someone in a rural town in Ontario would would face. And then that web web series on YouTube got so popular that they were contacted by a Canadian um, production company called Crave TV, and gave them a show, and uh, it got really popular. And then Hulu bought it. And so now it's a Hulu exclusive. Okay. And they, they give them a bunch of seasons. It's it's only been out for like three years, but they're on the eighth season because they only release like six episodes a season. And it's like, you know, one or two, three times a year. So is it like a, is it like a narrative or is it, cause I think I've seen the ad and it's like when your sister taking too long, yes. get ready for your yeah. date. Yeah. Um, it, I would say it's one of those, um, it, it's it's a regular sitcom. It has a narrative, but mostly it's just like the narratives there. 
to not get stale and so you can come up with new jokes and stuff. Hmm. Um, like, for example, one of the one of the story points is uh, Wayne, the main, main character who's a good old boy farmer, falls in love with a French-Canadian. <laughs> uh, and so he, like, drives back and forth from Quebec and... Um, Hey, good on you for pronouncing it correctly. You know, I do my best. Um, But he, like, speaks French. So uh, there's, like, this really, really hot French chick who, like, you know, obviously has an amazing French accent because she's from there. And he's like, parlez-vous, Francois. You know what I mean? Like, speaking (laughs) like a a good old boy. So so there's stuff like that. There are plot points, but it's mainly just, you know, sort of, like, drive the jokes forward. Uh, but I, I I used to watch the web series, and then when I saw there was a show, I was like, that's awesome. But I had always like put it off because I wanted a lot of time to watch it. And then over winter break, I, one of my friends came over, and he's like, oh, dude, you haven't watched it yet? He's like, you love the web series. I'm like, yeah, I know. I just haven't got a chance yet. And he goes, one of the first like jokes they make in the second episode is, does a duck, drag, uh, does a duck with a boner drag weeds? <laughs> and I sat there and I'm like, all right, we're cranking it on. And then he and I watched the first episode and then I did not stop watching that show until I got to the end. And then I was like, oh, fuck. And it was the end of season seven. I was like, fuck, I want it. Like it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. And luckily for me, they were releasing um, the new season on the 28th of January, 27th, uh, not January, of December. So like as soon as I was done with it, I waited three days and then the new season released and um, I'm all caught up now, but it is, it's hilarious. Um, it might just be because I'm, you know, I'm I'm a southern boy and I appreciate the uh, the redneck humor, but it's not really that big a redneck humor. It's more like quirky Canadian humor, which is really funny. Um, great show, highly recommend it. It's really easy to go in and out of it, um, and there are like forty something episodes, twenty minutes apiece. So I think there's a lot there if you want to binge it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've 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 seen the ads and I I was very confused by it, but that is a ring endorsement. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, I um. <laughs> uh, they make one joke they're talking about like how you uh, this is like in the second episode they they wouldn't want to split their their balls open because they would have to like or they want to split their sack open because they'd have to see their balls mm-hmm. and they're like oh i wouldn't want to see the vas deference i wouldn't want to see this and then one of them <laughs> goes i wouldn't want to see the florida state seminal vesicles <laughs> um which i think is hilarious and then the other two don't react and it was wayne who said it and the other two don't react his best friends um squirrely dan and Derry. Uh, and then Wayne just looks at them as they're like continuing the conversation. He goes, you know, I said se- Florida state seminal vesicles and I thought it was pretty funny, but nobody reacted. And then <laughs> neither of them looked at them and they just kept talking. Um, so it's, it's a funny show. It's one, like, it's really quick. I'm rewatching it. And now that I'm rewatching, I'm catching a lot more of the jokes. So, um, highly, highly recommend letter Kenny problems. I, I think it's funny. I'm checking it out just like that. I'm checking Good. it out. And uh, for any of you who have watched it, um, if it were between Bonnie McMurray and Katie, I'm picking Bonnie McMurray. I wish I knew what that meant. I wish I knew what that meant. I will. I soon wish I knew what that. Yeah, almost all of the 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 females on the show are very attractive, um, mm-hmm. and there are two particular ones that are like you know just like universally heralded in the show itself as like two of the most attractive girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm picking Bonnie McMurray. I'll have to so, give you my. I'll yep. have to give you my hot take on that when I watch the show. Good, good. Uh, yeah. So I'm stoked on Leonard Kenny problems. Excellent, excellent. Two excellent stoked ons. Yeah, those are great. So I hope you guys uh, at least consider being stoked on those with us. Um, we have a, a a tweeter, which is what we're most active on. A Facebook, which I literally haven't posted anything on for months. 
a Tumblr, which has been dead since it was uh, born, <laughs> and oh, uh, oh, YouTube. Jesus. So uh, follow us on those things. Uh, please, if you liked us and you had a good time and you want more, uh, please like us and rate us on uh, whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. The most common one is Apple Podcasts, so we'd really appreciate a like and a rate there because that helps us get thrown into the algorithm with things. And uh, if you uh, want to talk to us, tell us what you're stoked on. Tweet at us. Uh, uh, Gmail us. Suckmyfanfic at gmail.com. And uh, I, I had a lovely time recording today. What do you say, Ryan? I'm, I'm excited at the conclusion of episode one, and I'm ready for the dark episode two to come out. Oh, my loins are absolutely ready for episode two, so I can't wait to see where we go with that. Okay, well, with that, I think we are all finished with uh, the 420 episode. Um, what are we going to do if we actually get to a 420th episode? Then that joke can't be used because we're already... Oh, fuck it. We'll just reuse the we'll, joke. We'll, we we'll reuse the joke and we'll reuse the episode. Oh, yes. We'll just replay it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, all right. Well, uh, with that, uh, we would like to bid you, dear, dear, dear listener. I was about to say dear viewer. Dear listener, adieu. And uh, Ryan, what should we remember? I hope you have a wonderful day that is a salad of happiness and rainbows and puppies. And you remember that your day has limitless possibilities. The limits are the alpha and the omega.